Hi, in this AB Talk special on how to drive like a girl, I sit down with Amna and Hamd Al-Gbaisi and we talk about their career and more so on the people behind this career and how they made it into racing. Hope you enjoy it. Ahlan. Ahlan. Hello, Amna Hamda. Hi. So we start with my question, which is important to me. And I'll ask a lot of questions and you answer freely. So how are you really doing? We're doing good. Yeah, all good. <laughs> One by one, I want to know. You go, you go first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I uh, finished uh, uni, finally. And yeah, I'm ready for the second semester. Um, not racing because of the budget. But yeah, I'm looking forward to next season, hopefully. And as a person? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing really well, yeah. Happy? Happy, always happy. Always, I don't believe, but happy, I believe. <laughs> Not always, but it's always good to think positive. Think that you're happy, fake it till you make it. <laughs> In oh, a way. Don't, if you bring that sentence, we will have a 10-minute debate. I, I, I don't like the, that saying. It's a very famous saying, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it, fake it. Till. A lot of people say it and a lot of people preach it and, and train it. Yeah. I personally don't like it. I, I'd rather say believe it till you make it. True, the yeah. fake it, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm answering on your answer now, but I feel if you fake it, but subconsciously you don't believe it, it never works. So let's say somebody wants to be, you know, a number one driver mm-hmm. and he fakes it and he acts and he has this ego and he's uh, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Overconfident. But deep, deep down inside, when he goes home, he thinks he's shit and he's never going to be okay, that good. Yeah. He doesn't believe it. So I don't think that his fake it till you make it will ever work <laughs> because he True, doesn't yeah. believe it. True. But yeah. if you actually think I am good enough to be the number one uh, racer, uh, first maybe Mina, then uh, then global, then whatever, and mm-hmm. you really believe it, but you're like, I need, I need to work, but I believe I have the potential. Mm-hmm. So I like believe it till you make it, then fake, fake it. it till yeah, you make I'll start it. using actually, that now. Yeah, that's actually a good point. You have to, as a racer also, yeah, true. you have to have a subconscious belief in yourself because when you're in that car, not your father, not your mother, mm-hmm. not your best friend, nobody's with you. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't believe you can actually race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad has taught me like that a lot recently because I always had like low self-confidence when I'm racing, especially. So he's like, you have to believe you're good. You are good. So you have to believe it. Because sometimes I'm like, no, what if, what a, you know, all these doubts come come around. And he taught me a lot. And also my sister taught me a lot because she was never like overconfident, but she had the right amount of confidence that helped her mindset and help her like mental approach towards the races and all that. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point that uh, helped me quite a lot in my racing career also. So. I'll add to your point. Yeah. Um, Looks like I'll add a lot today, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but I think this conversation is that we should you know, add to each other. Yeah. Uh, on confidence, I was talking to my son and uh, he's 11 and he wasn't confident about something. And I was telling him that, you know, he's like, look at you, you're confident, Baba. I'm like, I wasn't always confident. So confidence, even for you, Hamda, it's, yeah. uh, it's a muscle. So if I tell you ride a bicycle, you know how to ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. You'll probably ride and you'll even put your hands away because you're confident, mm-hmm. because you practiced enough. Yeah, yeah. If I come and try to drive your car, I'll not be confident. You will be confident. Me, I can be confident on this chair, <laughs> but you put me on the racing chair, 
I'm not confident. Yeah, I need practice. I need time. So I think this is what people don't realize. Is confidence doesn't come. Yeah. You, you don't see a footballer taking a penalty kick in a World Cup final just calm by luck. Yeah. No, it's co- it takes time. It takes yeah, time. Even Amna, I'm sure, it took you time to reach that level that she said. Yeah, um, it took yeah. me a really, really long time, especially because I've been in the sport for like seven years. So in the beginning, my confidence was very low. Um, people were making fun of me because, you know, I wasn't as good as everybody else. I didn't have that amount of training. So with time, um, I got better. And then that's when my confidence came. Like I became better than the top drivers in the karting field. So, um, yeah, with time, then I realized, you know, I am good enough. If I could beat them, then I'm sure like in single seaters, I could do the same. But single seaters is a different story. I'll come back to you because you said uh, we stopped at the fake it till you make it thing that yeah. you're happy. But even if you're not always happy, you should act happy. Mm-hmm. And then you said fake it till yeah. you make it. So if we take you today, how, you know, Amna's feeling today, how, how are you feeling? Okay, let's say out of 10, how happy are you? I would say 7.5. <laughs> you're a point person. I am yeah. the same. <laughs> and uh, your well-being, how do you feel emotionally? Emotionally, I'm stressed. There's a lot going on, Um, like with racing, with school, like university. Um, I'm trying to work on something to get something done, hopefully in the upcoming future. So it's a lot of stress. Hmm. I'm getting so stressed out. You see, that's a more honest answer. (laughs) And you know what's funny, Hamda, this question, no matter how basic it is, you can have a whole conversation just asking somebody, how are you? And yeah. really, really ask them, how are they do- doing? And it takes so much to crack people because yeah, we're so conditioned to answer like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Of course, I'm good. Everybody gives you such a automatic answering machine yeah. answer. But Straight when you really answer. think, of, even sometimes I think we don't ask ourselves this question. Yeah, honestly, no, no, no. <laughs> honestly then we're like, how am I today? <laughs> exactly. like, how am I really doing today? Am I stressed? Am I down is my energy up is my energy mm-hmm. down and then i think the more we ask ourselves daily that question the more we we are aware yeah yeah, yeah. What's your, your question so, same question same for question. you how am i i'm doing okay i just came back from a flight and i'm missing uh, the racing atmosphere and uh, all of that but yeah i'm, I'm happy to be back with the family obviously and uh, yeah, I'm spending some more time with my brothers that I haven't seen in a while, also my sister. So to get back uh, here and to, you know, cre- recreate the bond that we had before leaving. So yeah, I'm, actu- I'm actually pretty happy to be here. So That's good. Almost a straightforward answer, but it's kind of true. So. <laughs> well, it, sounds, it sounds true. <laughs> yeah. she, hers sounded in the beginning very automatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I ask you, who are you, Hamda? Who am I? How would you describe yourself? So should I be like, should I say like straight facts about me? Like my name, you, my age? There's no should. So you say I, what you want to say. Uh, I feel like I would describe myself as a, basically a racing driver, almost full time. Because uh, I do, I do spend most of my times in the racetracks, never really around the, the family as much or even around friends as much. Uh, so I've done a lot of sacrifices for my racing career. So, yeah, I would basically describe myself as a racing driver committed and dedicated to reaching an ultimate goal. 
that I had my mind to since she ever started racing before me. So, yeah, that's what I would describe as And you, Amna? Uh, me as a person, I would say I'm very determined. I'm very passionate of what I do. Um, sometimes I'm overconfident and it's a really bad thing. <laughs> my father keeps telling me, you know, overconfidence, you need to go down a bit. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm the type of person who's really strong-minded. I don't really care what other people think of me. I don't really care, you know, how, you know, people compare me to other drivers. I'm very like, I'm in my own lane. I'm here for one thing, for experience, for the fun of it also. So, yeah. And I'm the opposite of that, <laughs> what she said just now. <laughs> Literally the complete opposite. I yeah. care too much of uh, what people think of me. I care too much of like, uh, what racing drivers, what my competitors think of me, if I'm, if I'm good enough, if I'm not good enough, on track, off track, whatever it is. So, hmm. yeah. That's why my dad says to be more a bit, a bit in the middle. So, not don't care too much, but the, then don't care at all. Like, it has to be a balance. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. The interesting thing is there's no one route for success. Mm -hmm. Like, her route might be one route, yep. and she can be successful. Your style and your personality can be a completely different one. Yeah, true. There's no one. If there was one, everybody would take that route. <laughs> and it would be easy. Everybody would be. You have to just carve your own persona. You meet some professionals that are really down to earth, and they're successful. There are ones that are very arrogant and successful. Still, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Both of these work. Okay, yeah. so yeah. We were at... Uh, you telling me about your personality and how mm -hmm. you describe yourself. So in your own lane, strong-minded, you don't really care too much what people say. Yeah. And you, ha you think your personality has served you? Um, yeah, I think it's when I started racing, it shaped me. Hmm. So, uh, before racing, I was like my sister. Um, I would never stand for myself. I would always stay quiet. Um, I, was, I would always care about what people think about me. But then in racing, with time, it built me. Um, I've been through, I've been racing with men. So they were very aggressive, the way they are, the way like when I'd be called to the stewards with another male driver, the way he shouts and talks, you know, that started building in me and I'm like, I have enough. I'm gonna start shouting now. <laughs> so yeah, um, it built me. Nice. Um, girls, your childhood, how was it? Fun, so fun. I want to go back, go back in time. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> it was actually really fun. We would always go on uh, family trips almost every weekend. Um, we were always around each other, so you know, sometimes arguing, sometimes fighting, but then most, <laughs> most times so having fun. Stories. So, <laughs> yeah, so many funny stories and uh, memories. So, yeah, like right now, since like we all have almost like our own lives, so with studying, with racing, and all that, so we're never really with each other. And also my brother, he does kickboxing. Nice. And he, yeah, so he's training a lot, but then racing is completely different than kickboxing. So then he has a different interest, but we still come together and talk about our interests and so on. But then being like far away from each other is a, a little bit difficult. I wish we could go back to how, how yeah. it was. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what's funny? I think sometimes we over um, romanticize the past that even if we do end up going, it's not the same. True, yeah. <laughs> we just like the memory. We make it grander. It's, yeah. It doesn't mean it wasn't a good memory. No, no, but true. it was good in that experience. Like At when I go time. back to my college city, I went once. 
<laughs> this is what I was, but at that time it was wow, you know. And everything looked much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. And you, you think the childhood was the same? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same. Um, we would play outside. We didn't have phones, we didn't have iPads, we didn't have anything. So we were like living our childhood. We'd go to friends' house, they would come to our house. And the, at days, that time, uh, the days felt longer, basically. Yeah. Were your parents strict, like with uh, technology? Yes. Yes, very strict. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was only a certain age that we were allowed to have a phone and so on. I got my first phone when I started university. Really? Yes. Yeah. And you think that's been, it's a good thing? You would do the same for your kids? Um, I think, yeah, it's a good thing because, like, um, we now, actually, I, now seeing kids nowadays, you know, I would be like in shock. <laughs> so I was like, thank God, because I would have done the same. Because mm, it's so, very yeah. addictive. Yeah, because yeah. like right now when we have our phones and so on, we're not as addictive, like because we didn't have it in such a young age. Mm-hmm. So, and then like everything we do in it is basically just, for example, for to stay in contact with friends or mm-hmm. or for erasing basically our accounts and so on. But uh, yeah, I think it was a good thing that they did. Because mm. we we honestly lived like a better life together. Now, like it's with our phones right now, like we don't interact as much as we used to. So I I wish we could throw them sometimes and just throw them in the ocean, <laughs> throw them and stay together. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can put rules. Like yeah. one, we have to accept that smartphones are here mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. they're gonna stay most probably. Uh, social media is here to stay. So the question is not how to get rid of it, but how to manage it. Manage it. So let's you. say you have a dinner and we say, okay, phones, all, all silent. That's what my dad does. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I think things like that force you to, to have nice stories and yeah, have a good yeah. conversation. But if every little second for two seconds you're bored and you grab and your you phone, it. mm-hmm. it's a lazy, lazy approach. You don't even try to put an effort in talking. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, my father gave us also, like, hours. You know, he would always tell us to send screenshots of how long we've Certain hours, on how phone. long we're on it, uh, oh, how nice. long we're on social media. Yeah, so... Um, and also on a race weekend, like, we would have our phone actually taken away. Or we choose, yeah. we choose to, like, put it away throughout the whole race weekend so that we're not... Uh, distracted. Distracted or, yeah. Mm. So we're always in that focus mode of, like, racing. And then after the race weekend, okay, you can have your phone back, <laughs> check what's going on. So... Favorite colors? Yours? Oh, I like rainbows. Rainbow? Yeah, I love all Colorful. colors. <laughs> what if you had to choose one? I can't. Really? I swear. That's really? why my helmet is like full of colors. <laughs> I can't decide. There is no one that if I we had to choose that you're like, okay, this one has 1% an edge over everything. I would say pastel pink. Pastel pink, nice yeah. color. Why? Three reasons. <laughs> Three reasons. <laughs> Um, I've been with, I've been living like a pink life when I was young, you know, Barbies <laughs> and my covers, my bed covers were all like pink, but my outfits. Wh- why did you say pa- pastel pink? Yeah, pastel pink. Yeah, why? Yeah. Uh, just reminds me of like, it's like a small nostalgic? connection. Yeah, nostalgic, yeah. That's one. Um, it's pretty to look at. <laughs> pretty too. And three, I would say um, it goes with everything. Okay, adaptable. Adaptable, yeah. Red, I love the color. Why? Uh, it's my team's color, first of all, <laughs> in yes. the racing. So we all have red suits, red cars. So I really like that color. Uh, also, it's like a fierce color. It's, a, mm. you know, fire almost. So I think it's a very fierce color. And third thing, uh, honestly, 
I don't know, but to me, it goes with everything almost. I don't also know. Adaptable. And it's a pop. Yeah, it's just a color that pops. So wherever mm. you go, red is like, oh. <laughs> so I think it's. So this nice. question is designed to say how you see yourselves. Mm-hmm. So you said, uh, first one, you said uh, for pastel pink, you did say adaptable. You, it's, you said it's nostalgic. And you said it's pretty. Mm-hmm. So you see yourself as pretty, adaptable, <laughs> and nostalgic. Oh, no way. Maybe you're the type that always likes to have, you know, good memories and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for you, fierce, yeah. and it reminds you of your racing, racing. team. And you said that it's adaptable it's and it's poppy. Yeah. So maybe those oh, are your personalities. Cool. cool, cool. It's a good question. It's mm, a cool really yeah. Yeah. Um So, Amna, is it true? that you are the first Emirati female racing driver? Yes, yes, it's true. True. And how does that make you feel? Um, in the beginning, I never really thought of it. I just thought, you know, I'm just a normal racing driver like everybody else. But then when I reached that point, I felt like I had a lot of pressure. I felt like I had to prove myself in every racetrack I go to. So, um, Yeah, once I reached that level, you know, oh, first Emirati and I, it hit my head. That was a lot of pressure. <laughs> Is it good pressure? No, negative. No. Yeah. Why? Because um, going to the track, you know, you need experience, mileage, practice. And I was always the driver just that just comes straight into the race weekend with no practice. So I would always try to push myself. I'd be like, oh, you know, in the beginning, I was faster than this driver in karting. How is he faster than me here? So I would like push myself and I caused a lot of problems mentally and a lot of problems on the track, crashing. And yeah, it was really, really bad. And how did you manage? Um, I'm still trying to manage because it's still a bad habit. I'm always trying to prove myself. And my dad, you know, is trying to calm me down. He's telling me enough. You're not here to prove anything to anybody. But yeah, it's something that's really difficult to let go of. But I'm now trying to calm myself towards it. Okay. And girls, how do other females react to you both being racers? They, I think they find it very uh, like different because we're Arabs and it's difficult to have drivers from the Arab world. Like you don't really find much racing drivers like racing on a high level. From There was like a few from Morocco or and so on, but it's really difficult to find uh, you know, drivers from the Middle East or, or Emirati in general. Mm-hmm. So I think they find that very like different. And, and also when they know about our culture and uh, the way we grow up and so on, they find it very like astonishing. So I met a few female drivers also when I was racing in Europe. So, uh, and also they, they're very shocked as to how, how we were able to adapt to racing and how we're actually good enough to, to be racing there because like uh, growing up here, like the karting isn't a high level. And so to be able to go to Europe and also perform well and, and gain and get results, it's uh, surprising to them. So hmm. I, yeah, but we interact with a lot of other female drivers and I, I hope more get into it because uh, there's really talented girls uh, who, who are able to, to achieve many results. It's just the opportunity has to be there. And yeah, as soon as we get more opportunities, more drivers will come. Like my dad also said, like um, ever since we started racing as Emirati female drivers, there was a lot of Emirati female drivers who, who were calling and asking to start uh, in karting. And also a bunch of my friends were asking me how, would, how could they start and, and so on. So 
it's a it's a good mm -hmm. thing that I see more people starting to get comfortable with the sport. It's not uh, something that's surprising anymore. Oh my God, girls racing! No, it's something that's getting mm -hmm. a bit more natural. So, yeah, I agree. And for you, do you, I mean, let's say w women in general. Um, would women they look at you weird? Um, when I first started karting, um, I started before my sister. In school, nobody, everybody like judged me. They were, um, they were like, it's a man's sport. Why are you doing it? And, you know, they'd start saying things that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. But uh, I just kept on going. I'm like, this is, this is something I enjoy. Something I don't, um, something I love. I love doing, I love racing. But then I learned that from there, I'm not supposed to tell anybody who I was. So once I went into uni, I didn't tell anybody what I did because I don't want that to repeat itself. The same questions, the same like, oh my God, she's this because she's racing. So in the beginning, it was difficult, but now people are starting to open, open up. People are accepting new things that are happening and changing. So now people are more praising and girls are now like, sending me messages, can I, how can I start? How can I begin? I want to take interest. I want to start going professionally. I want to be like you. So now I see like now girls are actually taking interest in this as before and nobody was really interested in it. They were more like criticizing it. Hmm. Yeah, I want to add to that too. Like in school, when I first started after my sister, uh, the people, my friends didn't believe me. <laughs> like they, uh, I told them I'm racing. They're like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm really racing. So then it took them a while to, for me, for them to believe me in the first, in like in the beginning. So, so then when when they saw like different things like on the internet, like news about me, like having podiums and karting and so on, they're like, Hamda, oh wait, you're actually racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they and then they were like, oh, it's cool and stuff, and then they wanted to join in and mm. so on. So. It's a bit different from her, but like, it's just the idea of racing was so abnormal because it's just not famous here in the UAE. Like, mm -hmm. racing is not something that's uh, really famous, and not a lot of people do it. So, not it's not like football or horse riding. So, yeah, that's why I think they didn't believe me at first. But then, uh, as soon as they saw the news, they saw some things about me. They were oh okay, <laughs> and, and so they also wanted to go karting with me and and so on. So. Yeah. How about men? How do men react to to you being racers? Oh, we we get underestimated a lot. <laughs> you get underestimated a lot. Yeah, okay. especially uh, at the track one time, um, we had to coach some a few people in karting, and there was one guy um, I was supposed to teach uh, a shifter kart, and he would look at me from up to down <laughs> like, and judging me. me. <laughs> And uh, he would he'd go up to my coach and be like, you're giving me this girl. She knows how to drive. And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. And then the guy's like, ah, whatever. And then I was like, OK, follow my line. And then he's like, no, I don't want to follow you. It's like, OK. <laughs> and I just went out and I pulled away, like maybe overlapped him three times as well. <laughs> <laughs> he came back and his jaw dropped. <laughs> OK, yeah. teach me now. <laughs> and I was like, OK, teach me. I was like, OK, finally. <laughs> But yeah, we get underestimated a lot. I think mm. there's there is that, but then also as soon as you um, put the helmet down and start to compete with them, mm -hmm. they start to gain respect. Especially if you're you're good, they they gain respect towards you, and then in the end they see you as another just another competitor. There, they don't see you as a, oh a girl driving. But obviously, like if you're racing against guys and and they get beaten by a girl, I think they also have that pressure. They they get told oh you got beaten by a girl and so on. So. 
I think that side also is what makes them feel feel worse. But I don't think it's them who's saying it or underestimating us. They just don't want to finish behind us because of that uh, because of that thing. You know, I a bunch of times my my coach told me like there was many drivers. If you finish ahead of of them, they get told, oh look, she finished ahead of you. How can she finish ahead of you? You know, things like that. But then. As soon as you gain respect from the drivers themselves, like I like racing in Europe, I gained a lot of respect from many other drivers just by getting results, just by finishing in the top step. But it takes that for them to gain respect towards you. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to have it w- once you're like a, you know, a newcomer or a starter in racing. You you don't really get that respect until you actually show pace and results. So, yeah. It's interesting, huh? That you have to, this idea that just because of your gender by default you should be worse at than me in mm-hmm. racing mm-hmm. like yeah. i w- uh, just because somebody's born a male they should be they a should better, be better driver. <laughs> like, if you think about it, it has nothing to I do know, with it yes exactly but um yeah it's a perception oh, and yeah. it's a stigma that needs to be broken so you girls are, are breaking things like that which technically should be completely fine if the should girl be is good. better than you then she should beat you and it should be Fine. If you want to be better than a male or a female, mm. just practice more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Train more, and you. Yeah, it's you very train. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, would you say it's uh, fair to say that racing is a male-dominated uh, sport? I think it is because there's just a lot of male drivers on mm-hmm. track. I think if it was, there was more female drivers on track. If it was like 50-50, I don't think it would be male-dominated. But then, because it depends again, because a lot of females' interests are not racing. Like most of them go other directions, um, but I think it's mostly because of the opportunities. Like it's hard to find opportunities given, and yeah. So I think for it to become male dominated is something that's it's just there because it is kind of there's just male drivers. Like yeah. in in Europe, I'm I'm one of two girls out of a 35 car grid. So wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's only two girls and then 35 other you know. Guys, so like there is one girl per championship. It's very like difficult if, to find. If there is a girl, could be one girl per championship. So it's very difficult, you know, yeah. for women to get in this field because of the budget. Hmm. It's a really expensive that's the second sport. time you mentioned budget. Yeah, it's difficult to to sustain. I guess the sport. Yes, yes. it's a very expensive very difficult. Uh, sport. Yeah. Yeah, I know that from Netflix now. <laughs> after watching expensive. Formula One, very expensive. Yeah, and after you, especially incidents also that you have on track, mm. then the cost to repair your car. It's high, huh? Yeah, oh, really That's high. why, like, um, when I'm racing, uh, especially in Formula cars, I I really am cautious when driving because I really don't want to damage. I don't want to take a risk to damage the car. Yeah, but that but, can also affect you as a racer, right? True. Yeah, because it's if you have. Tough. Yeah, if you have like a lot of uh, backup and you know you have you know that you have the money there, so if you if you take a risk, it's not a big issue because then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I can fix the car, it's not a problem. Ah. So I'll try to brake 10 meters later. I'll try to go on the gas uh, a bit earlier before the corner or something. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, um, Amna, you would say you got into racing, and the support of your family was a big factor. Yeah, of course, because. My mom took me abroad as I was younger, so I couldn't really go alone. So my mother would come, she would take me to uh, practice and then the race weekend. So she was always there for me, coming back and forth. And yeah, my father also, he helped me find the sponsor. He also helps me in the race weekend. He would come 
when he couldn't, he would watch online. So they were really, really supportive of what we do. It's, it's interesting because I, I'm curious about also your parents' perspective that uh, to have your daughters, which usually, are, especially in our Arabic communities, mm-hmm. were, they're overprotective yeah. of their daughters and uh, oh, we need to protect them and not hurt them. And also to, to let them go into a very male dominant sport where men will be intimidated or offended quickly or they want to bully you off the track or whatever. It takes a lot of confidence and risk and guts for parents to say, no, I think it's okay for my daughter, whether it's an Arabic society or not. Yeah. I want, and funnily, it's a world yeah. issue, not even an Arabic society, yeah, yeah, true. That, that racers are very rare, yeah. female racers. So that's what I'm curious about, that your dad and your mom, what made them you know, take that leap and say, you know what, no, I want to push my daughter in a field that's not even... Yeah, it's because our dad was a racing driver himself. Yeah, And so, yeah, like racing in GT and so on around the world, uh, he he really loved the sport. And when he saw the passion in my sister, she really pushed him to start an academy. Yeah, yeah. He was unsure about it. I overheard him on the phone saying he was going to open an academy for Emiratis. So once I heard it, I was like, Baba, do it, come on, come on, do it, do it. <laughs> Every single day I would go up him and go up to him and be like, come on, push it, let's, let's start an but academy. But what got you into it? Um, I actually uh, got the spark from him, from my dad. Hmm. Uh, I, we were doing gymnastics before that, so we were yeah. more passionate in gymnastics, but then my dad, you know, traveling, and we'd, when he'd come, he'd bring drivers for dinner, and the way they talked about racing, like, like, oh my God, it's amazing, it's like a fantasy. <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to try it. Hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, in a nutshell, would you say, girls, that the support of parents, either one or both, if you're lucky, it's crucial for somebody to follow a certain passion or a career? I think yes, it is, because they, they play a big part, yeah. yeah. When, when you have the support to them, then when you're doing it, you feel like, okay, uh, I'm doing it because I have an approval, approval from them. And at the same time, they're, they're there behind me. Even if it goes wrong, you know, like they're there to help me. But then if you're on your own it's, and your parents don't approve or things like that, it's not easy to, to start or to even get to a high level. So, so Hamda, why do you race? Why do I race? Well, first of all, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it a lot, and I also I also started because of her. Actually, <laughs> I saw her do it, and she got a lot of like, uh, you know, she, she her personality changed completely. Mm. Like she started to be more aggressive, <laughs> but at the same time she was more fun. Like she she was like always active, always you know, oh let's go to the track, let's do this, and I wanted something like that. I tried everything else, didn't feel the same. I didn't want to copy her at first because I was like, okay, if I do that, you know. It's, it's kind of basic like <laughs> following my sisters <laughs> like everybody does that but then I was like okay I tried everything I tried swimming I tried dance like hip-hop dance didn't like it at all and then I tried the I had you I, I, I was quite good yeah but then <laughs> I, also with her gymnastics like she started before me then I went behind her gymnastics <laughs> and then I was like I don't want to do the same I don't wanna, and then I and then like after watching her for like a year and a half her racing around the uh, I really, I was like, okay, you know what? Let, let's give it a go. Even if I'm not good enough, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then from like the first uh, practice, the first test, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Like the speed and everything mm-hmm. is so fun. And I and then I realized how she was feeling. I was like, okay, this is nice. <laughs> let's start. <laughs> so then, yeah, from there, just uh, build up basically. Yeah. And for you? Yeah, for me, it was the first time was fun. 
like playing rentals with my dad well he was supposed to coach me but i would always you know play with him i was much lighter so i would always get away ahead of him it was so fun like it's it's a different experience you get a lot of adrenaline in it. so that's the reason why you do it yeah the adrenaline and and it keeps you busy i think yeah. it keeps you like especially if you're so passionate about it then you, you feel like you you're like working towards something mm. like i didn't want to work towards something i'm not passionate about or not dedicated about you know so it's nice to have like okay racing i love it so much i have so much support obviously as a, the more you go up the ranks the more pressure you have because you're like okay i need to get results i need to do well but then but the enjoying is still there like you still enjoy the sports because you love racing you love competing so yeah i think that's one thing okay i have a question hamda yeah If Amna and your dad weren't into racing, mm. would you be a racer? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I don't think so. No, because uh, after I saw her is when I started. Not even my dad. I know my dad was racing, but I'd never, I was like, no, that's not my thing. I'm never, not just I'm never like gonna enjoy it, but I'm never gonna be good at it. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Because obviously you can enjoy something, but then if you're not good at it, like mm, it's kind of like something that you don't want to really do. So yeah, that's mm. one thing that always crossed my mind. I'm not going to be good at it. I'd rather not. And then when she did it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Thank <laughs> you. Chance. Thank you. She gave me like she almost like carved the pathway, honestly, yeah. because and she did, and, and she, she did, broke yeah. a stereotype, and then it's and easier for me, you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, it was much easier for me to get in to start racing. Mm. Also, everything she did, like I would learn from it. So if she did a mistake on track, okay, she did that wrong. Okay, I learned from it. I shouldn't do that. Nice. Or if she started formula quite late, uh, okay, Hamda, we will start with you a bit earlier. If she didn't have much testing, okay, Hamda, you will have more testing. Mm. So it's almost like I learned from her yeah. at the same time. Yeah, mm. I was a lab rat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, the first ones have to be. Yeah, the it's always like that. The first ones are the ones who get yeah, hit yeah. the most in business or in anything yes, in yes, life, true. and then the next one, it's easier. It was yeah, much yeah, easier no. for me. Yeah. yeah. Amna, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Something for the first time. <laughs> I tried everything. <laughs> we didn't go skydiving yet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so when was the last time you did something for the first time? The last time you did something for the first time. Hmm. Confusing question, was it? That's, that's a good question. Uh, when did we do something for the first time? I don't even know. <laughs> I think we were much younger when we tried everything. <laughs> It can be eating something, it can be traveling, it can be sports, it can be... What did we even eat yesterday? <laughs> um, something... Oh, drive in a foreign country. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. That was my first time. Nice. Where? Uh, we were in Italy. Mm. So I did road trips and I would yeah, take her the, to, uh, yeah. to... To the my team. racetracks and so on. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was, good, it was good. fun. Mohamda? The last, th- the last time I did something for the first time. Mm. Ah, wait, I actually ate something in uh, in Italy. Uh, do you know Brazaula? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I had it for the first time. Oh, uh, really? Time. Yeah, I never, I never wanted to try it. Because, <laughs> I, I don't know, the, the way it looks just scares me. Yeah, I would always tell her, come on, let's eat. She's she like, always no. makes me eat it, but then I'm like, no, no. And I actually tried it for, and I liked it, I told surprisingly. You <laughs> yeah. So, uh, girls, what are you afraid of, each of you? I... I actually am afraid of this bug. Of, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. There's this bug that comes out in the spring in Italy. It's called a chimiche. They call it a chimiche. Oh, it's freaky, I swear. <laughs> it's, so, it's so scary. 
that's one. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about fear. But if it's something like personal, then I'd probably say like uh, failure or that's something that scares me. But mm. uh, yeah, but like something that's there is that bug. It's scary, scary bug. <laughs> I need to Google the image of yeah, this yeah, bug Yeah, yeah, you now. should. It's called a chimiche. 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 Um, no. What are you afraid uh, spiders. of? Uh, spiders. Spiders. <laughs> yeah, I hate spiders. Okay. She has a snake as a pet and she hates spiders. I don't, think, I don't believe snakes are pets. <laughs> she has to. No, I don't think they can be. Oh, like, really? I have a rule. <laughs> if you, if a you open a door and the pet leaves and doesn't come back, <laughs> it's not a pet. <laughs> That's my rule. And if, if you, and if you a, can't really pet A cat will come back, a dog will come back, a horse probably will come back. A snake will be like... <laughs> doesn't even come back so how is it a pet for me yeah but yeah, it's just me yeah, i don't know <laughs> she loves i saw my snake. uncles they had snakes my dad brought one when we were younger too mm. and same thing it disappeared for six months <laughs> but then we found it okay. <laughs> but we had to find it like it didn't come back mm, yeah we had the cleaner she was cleaning the cupboards mm. and then she saw something she pulled it and it was a snake <laughs> so girls you i know you're both quite young mashallah but um, you mentioned the pressure that you uh, that you can get from being a Emirati first racing mm-hmm. driver and now second or third or fourth mm-hmm. I don't know but <laughs> probably in the top five or top ten also um, so as as women do you feel before we end this I, I'd like to give you girls this op- option or opportunity do you feel like there's a message or there's a, a, a point that you'd like to make to an audience, to women, whether in the region or outside, or even men. Mm-hmm. Is there a message that you're not only racing because it's a selfish thing that, of course, you should be to a certain degree selfish and enjoy what you do. But is there a bigger point to what you're doing? Is there a bigger purpose or a bigger reason? And mm-hmm. what do you think that is? I would say, like, people can do anything if they put their mind to it um we were we i started pretty late i started at 14. so as a driver that was really late and i the same time i didn't have enough budget i didn't have enough uh, practice training and then i won my last f4 race so with time you know if i could make it anybody else can make it so it's just all about time and experience Yeah, I was about to say the same. So like persistence, dedication. If you want something, you will obviously work hard for it and you'll try to you'll try to get it. And so and that something is racing for us. So it can be anything for anyone. And so if you just put your mind to it, you, you work hard, you will get there eventually. Yeah, no matter how much time it's different for everyone. Everyone ha- takes their own time. Someone can can do it in a year. Some others can do it in a few years, you know. So yeah, for for me, obviously, it took a lot of time, as I'm we are new to the sport basically mm-hmm. since we started late. So yeah, but if you actually put your mind to it, you work hard, you you will shock yourself, like like I did to myself. I really shocked myself, like starting from not even thinking I would even join the sport mm-hmm. to actually doing well. It's like oh, it's like a shock. So. And then you you look back and you see how far you've come and you're like, oh, but then there's still a lot more mm-hmm. ahead. And to see to see how much you can you can get is something I want to keep doing to see where I can reach. Do you girls take it as a challenge to break a stereotype that men are better drivers? 
Um, like, is it really. a person thing or you don't even care? No, gender I don't or... really, we don't really look at it that way. I think it's just, uh, as soon as we put our helmets down, we're all the same. I just want to go out to get the best result. Everyone is on the grid to win. So that's uh, yeah, one like thing that. that's mm-hmm. on our mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Final one, which I just thought of, which I think I can adapt my usual question to this. Um, racing in one word for each. What is racing to you? Um, <clears throat> in one word. In one Fun. word. Fun. That's, that's one word. Wenty. Uh-oh. I forgot my word. Fun, enjoyable, it's uh, probably the same thing. So I want to find something different. Racing. Racing. For Hamda in one word. What does it, what is it? Experience, I think. Experience. Probably, yeah. The feeling that you get, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Anything else you'd like to say? I think we're all good. (laughs) I think we covered a very interesting topic. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you you so much. I'll see you when you go to to the left one. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you very much. Thank you. How was it? Really you, you're more talkative than I thought. <laughs> yeah. She's the more quiet. Until <laughs> when I came in, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna say anything about the shit. But like the questions you asked got me so like, okay, I'm gonna answer. <laughs> I got so confident for the first time ever. I'm like, okay, I'll answer. I'm glad. I'm glad you're talkative. She. She has the elder sister demeanor where she'll just... That like, vibes that she sits down. Yeah, right. <laughs> so she wants to talk. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll let her do <laughs> But it's, it's good. I am, I'm glad you shared some uh, opinions. I think, look, uh, girls, Yarni, for, for other girls watching this, you will be an inspiration. You will be an example. Mm-hmm. Because God, not everybody has supportive parents. Most people don't especially if they're looking for a field that is not typical most mm-hmm. in the arab world if you're not and i keep saying that we can't blame our parents because for them success means lawyer doctor engineer yeah, yeah, maybe now certain sports like football or whatever they're like oh you can make money and you can live as a professional footballer mm-hmm. but to say i want to be a racer or a chess player or a gymnast or mm-hmm. i don't know a chef chef maybe now is changing but the point I'm trying to make is a lot of the young people don't have supportive parents. Mm-hmm. They do not. So because they don't have that, they might think, I need a role model. I need an example to, me, to give me hope that if I actually like driving, it's not aib, it's not mm-hmm. shameful. It is possible for a girl to beat anybody on the track, male or female. She can actually be a great driver. And if, like you said, she dedicates herself and hopefully finds budget, <laughs> she can do something. So that's what I wanted this special episode to be about. Yeah. To, you will see this. It has an effect. Maybe for us or for you girls, you would automatically take it for granted because you haven't lived a different kind of life. You've had supportive parents. Mm. But for somebody who doesn't have that or so a supportive really friend, you. it would help. Mm-hmm. It yeah, breaks exactly. a stereotype, and, yeah. and for sure, I won't compete against you in go karting. Yes, 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 we should. You have to teach me. <laughs> it will be fun. Yeah, that will actually be fun. Yeah, actually. Okay.